So, Dale, I don't know how much you know about therapy, but it usually starts by you telling me a little something about yourself. I thought there'd be couches and Kleenex and shit. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. Do you want to talk about some of those feelings? I love you. Obviously, you don't know me. So how's this supposed to work? You sit, I sit, we talk. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam. And I'm Dr. Fran. Welcome to Freudian Scripts. The podcast where we put your favorite TV shows and movies on the hypothetical couch and take a deeper dive into the way psychology is portrayed. We analyze the way therapy looks in entertainment, discuss the way psychological diagnoses are portrayed, and break down other psychological themes seen on our screens. As a reminder, Freudian Scripts is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your mental health professional with any questions and seek care if needed. The content and clips in today's episode may contain explicit language and mature and adult themes. Hello! And welcome to a very special session today. Freudian Scripts is one years old. Woo! Yay! <laughs> That's right. We have been hosting the podcast for a whole year now. And to help us celebrate today, we are excited to be having our first return guest on. Drum roll. It's producer Brandon. It's good to be back, you guys. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see how the sausage is made. Usually I just get these audio clips later, but it's interesting to see you guys record it face to face. Well, thanks for joining us and helping us out today on this very special session. So as Freudian Scripts is celebrating our birthday, we wanted to reflect on the past year. So to do this, we thought we'd just reflect back on some of our favorites or some of the things that have been more challenging, as well as some awesome listener questions. And to give some context, today is our 22nd episode, meaning we have had 21 TV shows or movies that we have covered in this one year, um, which seems like a lot and at the same time... There's so much more that we're excited to cover in the future. Very true. And on that note, I would actually be kind of scared to actually calculate the amount of hours that we have spent <laughs> watching TV shows and movies um, for the podcast and also on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we figured we would kind of just reflect a little bit on some of the episodes we've done in the past. Um, we know maybe some of we have some avid listeners out there who have listened to every single podcast alongside with us. And there's maybe some newer listeners who have maybe picked and chosen certain episodes based on movies and TV shows that they've seen or that they're particularly interested in. But I'm curious, Dr. Sam, what are some of your favorite episodes that we've done so far? This is such a tough question. You know, when Dr. Fran and I are usually choosing the movies and shows to cover, there are different factors that go into it. We get recommendations from friends, family, listeners, um, as well as just shows or movies that have been on our radars. Um, so, you know, kind of as producer Brandon mentioned how the sausage gets made, we actually have a running document of just various shows and movies, shows and movies. So in thinking back of the ones we've done so far, it's hard to choose just one. So I think I'm going to pick two that are a little bit, you know, maybe varied. So one of my favorites has been Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I think that that is just such a, you know, such a well-done movie, a very entertaining movie as well. And in that session, we got to do Diagnosis Bingo, which I think is always a fun segment that really helps people to better understand a certain diagnosis and what criteria um, come along with that diagnosis. Um, and I think that bipolar disorder overall as we've chatted about in the past, is a disorder that is shown often in movies and TV shows and I think is just very misunderstood. So I, I really hope that with that session we were able to shed a bit more light on what one can actually expect and what bipolar disorder actually looks like as well as some of the other factors we've covered. So if you haven't listened to that session yet, I highly recommend it. 
Yeah, I agree. That's a really good one. And what about you, Dr. Fran? What has been one of your favorites? Well, you didn't share your second one. Oh, yes. So my second one would be kind of taking a little bit of a different direction, Shutter Island. Um, So I think that that movie, you know, it's more of a scary movie. We did it for our spooky series. There's like a lot of twist in that movie. Um, And I think that people enjoy if if you're not like dr fran and you actually enjoy scary movies people like to watch that type of movie and it was fun because we brought in a forensic psychologist as an expert to the podcast which i think helped to really shed some light you know is leonardo dicaprio's character really going to be housed on an island and in a castle no so let's talk about what that might actually look like so i thought that was another really um interesting episode with a lot of new information and i think we often see, you know, as we've talked about um, having individuals in psychiatric institutions. And I think that is often something that is misportrayed. So I think it was good to cover that. Yeah, I agree. Those were both good episodes and fun. I think covering episodes like Shutter Island, but from a completely different lens has been very interesting of not just thinking of it as like this spooky psychological thriller, but also diving into like, how are the different diagnoses and psychiatric treatments portrayed? Very true. And that one was kind of tricky because that's the kind of movie I think when you watch, you're not maybe necessarily thinking about potential diagnoses. So I know when we did that one, we had a lot of discussion and research like what might be going on. So um, it was definitely interesting to look at it from that lens. All right. Now that I've done my two, what about you, Dr. Fran? I think I'll probably steal your tactic of coming up with two so we aren't actually forced (laughs) to choose one favorite. Never. If I had to choose one, it would probably be Sex Education. Um, And I think that's because I just love that show so much. Um, And I think Dr. Sam and I both really um, specialize in working with adolescents and young adults. So just the themes that are covered in that show, I think, are very near and dear to our hearts and applicable. And again, I just really enjoy the show in general. So being able to cover it with the psychological lens and um, it also has like very unique and funny maybe we'll bring it back at some point to talk about like the sex therapy part of it Mm -hmm. Um, we were mostly focusing on two of the like many characters in the show so I'd really love to kind of circle back to talk more about some of the other themes that they have going on in that one I agree. That was a great one. And a new season is coming out. So maybe we can see a return to the couch for sex education. Yeah. And I would say another one I really enjoyed because it was pretty different than a lot of the other episodes we've done is our MCU, our Marvel Cinematic Universe with our guest, Dr. Dallas Reyes. And the reason I love that episode so much is because we were able to really integrate like advice for early career psychologists or for people who are in graduate school or, you know, wanting to get into psychology. And I really hope we have the opportunity to do more episodes like that where we're not just talking about how these things are portrayed in the media, but also providing some guidance or, you know, advice for those who want to learn more and like actually do this as a career. Well, your wish may be granted at the end of today's session. You know, not only is it special because we're celebrating our first birthday, but we do have a kind of surprise and peek behind the curtain for listeners. So definitely stay tuned to that in the session to hear more details about that. And while we have our producer, Brandon, here, you know, he, we definitely know he has listened to all of the sessions. He's one of our biggest fans. And so, producer Brandon, what would be your favorite session that we've covered so far? Yeah, so you stole one of mine, which was Silver Linings Playbook. I really (laughs) like that one uh, because it uh, kind of dispelled myths about, like, a popularly portrayed disorder and bipolar disorder. Um, I also really enjoyed To the Bone um, because that one I thought was really useful for anyone navigating the mental health system in terms of talking about the different, like, what do you call it, level of care, care. you know, whether you're inpatient, outpatient, or some sort of, like, residential facility. Like, I thought that was – really useful and interesting for anyone who has like a family member or themselves is like going through that. So I really enjoyed that. And um, another one, I'll say one more since 
you took to the, uh, took uh, Silver Linings Playbook was uh, the Grinch episode was oh, actually yeah. one of my favorite episodes. Maybe because it wasn't like it's not like you know there were classics like Fight Club or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, but uh, doing the Grinch was like maybe an unexpected choice, but fun and I thought very relevant for the holiday season. Um, and so I really enjoyed the Grinch episode. Yeah, and that's another one with like who would have known that when you really look at it from a different perspective that there could be different or more psychological themes to really be gleaned from and explained in that episode. I also like that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And another thing I think all three of us, uh, both Dr. Sam and I, plus producer Brandon, have learned a lot in making this podcast yes. in terms of, you know, none of us have our avid, you know, like podcast producers or hosts or anything like that. <laughs> and so this is all very, had been has been very new for us. Um, and so kind of curious, like what things that we have enjoyed about making the podcast and what are some things that have maybe been more challenging than we expected about making the podcast this year? So yes, Dr. Fran, you are 100% correct. You know, to everyone's surprise, this is my first podcast. Um, And I, I really have enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it has given me the opportunity to take, you know, psychology, which I'm obviously very passionate about and just continue to, you know, hopefully teach people or provide people with information. Um, it's also been really enjoyable to watch new shows and movies. You know, some of these are not shows or movies I might have thought to watch on my own. So that's been another really fun part about it. And then lastly, I'll say one of the most enjoyable parts is connecting with people that listen to the podcast. So um, it's just very rewarding and also very surprising and awesome to receive messages from listeners who talk about how helpful it was to listen to the podcast and learn more about, you know, bipolar disorder, which they're writing a report on, or about the mental health care systems that them themselves are trying to navigate. So I think that that's been a really rewarding and um, exciting piece of it as well. What about you, Dr. Brand? What has been one of the more enjoyable aspects? And then maybe we can come back to the challenges. Yeah, I would say a big, I would echo a lot of what you said, Dr. Sam. I think it's been really fun also to learn different things about these concepts that maybe aren't in our areas of expertise. So by bringing on these different guests that we've had, um, even Dr. Sam and I, even though we come from some somewhat similar training backgrounds, there are areas that Dr. Sam is kind of an expert in that I'm not as familiar with. So I'm thinking back like to the um, episode Stepbrothers, where we talk about sleep and sleep disorders. And that's not really a huge area of expertise for me. So I got to learn a lot about that or, you know, being able to kind of look again at these different like The Grinch or Mean Girls of taking these shows and movies that you would never have necessarily thought of to fall into this category of mental health portrayals, but being able to extract some things and then really just trying to engage with the listeners and trying to, you know, come up with things that are going to be helpful for others. And again, with our mission of reducing mental health stigma and kind of diving into like, what are the ways that uh, maybe some TV shows are accurately portraying mental health and seeing more of that has been really nice. Definitely. I agree with all of that as well. And then, you know, producer Brandon, you might even have a bit of a different aspect as the producer of um, Freudian Script. So what has been the most enjoyable part for you? Yeah, for me as a layperson who, as we're known, who doesn't know anything about psychology other than what I've seen TV shows and movies, it's been interesting to like listen and get your perspective on a lot of things that I wouldn't have known. Or I've a lot of times I've had questions when you see a show or movie, like, is that a real thing? Would a psychologist um, really do something like that? And so I feel like that's been really interesting to find out. Cool. Glad that we could help. (laughs) What about the challenges, Dr. Fran? What has been some of the more challenging aspects about creating a podcast for you? 
I don't think any of us realized how much time this podcast would take. (laughs) Um, It's something that like, it was like, oh, well, we watch TV and movies anyway, and we are psychologists anyway. So this would just be really natural and easy and not take up that much time. Um, And I think because it's something that we're passionate about, it takes a lot of time because we not only like, I mean, anytime I watch a TV show or movie for the podcast, I'm like pausing it so I can write down clips that I want to pull, or I'm like looking Mm -hmm. up extra research to make sure we're talking about the most up-to-date statistics on something. Um, so I think that's just been something we weren't maybe as, as expecting there to be so much time and effort that went into making something like this. Um, and I think, again, it just kind of goes goes with uh, us wanting to do the best that we can to put accurate information out there for our listeners. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, there are different types of podcasts, like some um, can be a little more casual or, you know, um, uh, you can kind of just hop on. They're more off the cuff. We really made it our mission to present a lot of facts and studies and statistics, but also in a way that's digestible. And that definitely takes a lot of time. And I think there are different aspects of podcasting that people don't realize. It's like upstream and downstream, right? It's watching the TV shows, watching the movies, taking notes, um, pulling the clips, uh, doing the research, drafting and practicing a script and then recording and then editing and then launching and promoting and social media. So there are all those aspects of it that, you know, I think we just, you know, we were, we were novice to it. So we weren't familiar with now we, you know, I think there's still a lot to learn. We're still getting the hang of things, but we're definitely in a better place. And I think you're right. We're just also very passionate about continuing to do a good job and, you know, hopefully entertaining people and teaching them some new things. So it's been definitely an exciting journey um, for sure. I think we'll still continue, you know, to improve and make changes, some of which we'll discuss at the end of today's session. And we're always happy and curious for feedback and ideas as well. So, you know, I think that just kind of comes with the territory of creating a podcast. Yeah. And I would say producer Brandon probably can attest to the like taking a lot of time (laughs) challenge of the podcast. Producer Brandon does an amazing job of very painstakingly by hand editing all of our episodes. Um, Dr. Sam and I have only done, I think, one episode where we were in the same place. Um, And then now we don't live in the same location anymore. And because of other circumstances, we do everything remotely. And, you know, that creates a lot of extra effort on Brandon's part. (laughs) Uh, For sure. So what would you say? has been your biggest challenge, Producer Brandon. Well, I appreciate that, Dr. Fran. But yeah, I, honestly, I don't think the listeners are aware of how much work probably that you two do to prep for an episode. You know, as you're saying, looking into statistics and research, you know, the scripts, which I follow when I'm editing, are like 10 pages long, usually. <laughs> uh, so there is a lot of work that goes into it. And you guys do a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, on my end, yeah, producing a podcast, I think, as Dr. Sam said, uh, there are, um, you know, a lot of podcasts out there where, you know, maybe either you're just pressing record and then it's two people chatting for an hour. That's definitely not the case with Freudian scripts. You know, you definitely have a script that you go through. And then I think inserting the clips is, yes. the, from my perspective, the most challenging aspect because, you know, I'm wanting it to be – I'm wanting, wanting there to be flow. There's definitely some times when you guys set up a – uh, a clip and then we listen to a minute long clip but then other times you're just making reference to a movie or a show and it's really nice I feel like from a listener's perspective to then hear that and so just kind of editing in the right amount of audio five to ten seconds whatever it is of that clip so you can hear it so that can be a challenge especially on TV shows um, which you know you've got maybe eight nine ten episodes and you're trying to find the right clip buried in there somewhere so um, so there are definitely challenges but it's all worth it it's all like very rewarding and uh, I'm a I'm a a listener who enjoys the podcast as much as I am a producer of it. And, you know, thank you for your efforts, Producer Brandon. And I will echo that. I think, 
you know, we cover specific TV shows and movies, but our hope is really that even if you haven't maybe seen the movie or show, you could pick up the session and listen. And we try to kind of give that arch of the story and we try to, you know, incorporate clips. And even if you have watched it or maybe it's been a while, I think the clips are just enjoyable and really bring to life the aspects that we're talking about. So um, it's important work. So along those lines, Dr. Fran, if you were to pick maybe one major thing that you have learned from doing the podcast in the past year, what would that be? I kind of alluded to this already, but I would say something I have learned that I appreciate is that there are a lot of ways that mental health is portrayed in media and TV, and we can basically take almost anything and apply a psychological theme or lens to it. Um, like I think back to like the Mean Girls episode, which does not portray a therapist or, you know, any formal mental health diagnoses necessarily. But there's still a way to think about like adolescent development or cliques or, um, you know, fitting in different aspects like that, that you're able to apply a psychological lens and talk about psychological concepts in application to almost anything. Um, so I think that gives us like exponentially more content that we could cover in the future, not just limiting it to mental health diagnoses or therapy or psychiatry portrayals. So that's something I've definitely learned and been excited about moving forward. Yes, very true. And I think if we think about psychology in terms of, you know, in the realm of human behavior and our thoughts and feelings, like it can be used to look at anything through that lens. So that is very exciting. What is something you've learned, Dr. Sam, over this past year? I would say one of the most exciting aspects of things that I've learned is that people really are interested in learning more about mental health and better understanding mental health and, you know, find psychology to be interesting. So that, you know, is exciting for me and something that I've learned along the way. And producer Brandon, is there a big takeaway or a main point that you've learned from uh, helping us with the podcast over the past year? Uh, I've learned lots of things from the podcast, for sure. Um, you know, even just like the little things, like using person-centered language, yeah. you know, when talking about uh, an individual with autism, not an autistic person. So just using the right language, things like that. There's all sorts of things you pick up on. Well, I'm really excited to hear that someone has learned that from the podcast. Because <laughs> as you know, that's Dr. Fran and I are big on, on just like language. And, you know, our hope really is that people are learning interesting things. So that's awesome. <laughs> So we're excited, as Dr. Sam alluded to earlier, that we were able to get some really great listener questions. Um, we have done one other or two other sessions, actually, um, talking about different questions that listeners have submitted. And, you know, we thought it would be appropriate to bring some of these back and get some new ones for our one year anniversary or birthday, either way, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> So we'll have producer Brandon. He's going to help us out by reading the questions that our amazing Freudian scripters have submitted. And Dr. Fran and I will try our best to field them. All right. Let me grab the letters here. I got the, uh, the questions that came in via mail. Uh, no, just kidding. They came in via Instagram, I think, right? We got a lot of uh, listener questions. Yeah, we got Instagram, email, text messaging. That's right. Yeah. So the first question we got from a listener for Dr. Sam and Dr. Fran who is your favorite fictional therapist and which therapist would you want to have as your own? This is a tricky one, and I'm going to actually throw one out, not from an episode or a show that we've covered. Um, but for anyone who's watched the show Insecure, it's Issa Rae. Um, it's on HBO. I highly recommend the show in general. And the character Molly ends up going to therapy, I believe, in season two and beyond. And her therapist is great and also has the best office. She's got these massively <laughs> high windows with these huge like bookshelves that have like so many books on them. So she's got a really awesome office, and she just... I think portrays psychology and like the therapy role in a very realistic way of being, you know, supportive and validating, but also not 
you know, having sex with her client or doing anything blatantly unethical, which we so often see in other portrayals. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to check that one out. And I feel like we will hopefully be putting that show on the couch in the future as well. For mine, I would have to say that my favorite fictional therapist or the therapist that I might want to have as my own. Um, Again, I'm going to go with two. I know I'm cheating, but I feel like there's like one that we have covered and one that we haven't that I want to highlight. Um, so the first one would be Dr. Jamie Ryan, which is the therapist in Never Have I Ever. So that's another session that I really loved. It covered adolescence, which, you know, Dr. Fran and I are big fans of. But I thought that she just did a really nice job of working with a teenager, really establishing a positive rapport, positive relationship with her. And I felt that her recommendations were overall really appropriate. You know, she tried to meet the her patient where she was at and really try to help her when she was getting through the grief of the loss of her father. And I just thought overall she did a nice job. Of course, if you listen to that session, we talked about some things that maybe could be different, but I thought overall was a nice portrayal and a really overall positive fictional portrayal of a therapist. And the second one I want to give a shout out to or kind of draw attention to is Dr. Akopian from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So we have not put that show on the couch as of yet, but definitely hope to do so in the future because I think they really tackle a lot of great mental health um, topics, uh, you know, as it relates to psychiatric medication, therapy, um, personality disorders, navigating relationships in the context of mental health. So hoping that we can kind of come back to that show as well. But I think Dr. Okopian, again, does a really nice job of just establishing rapport, trying to meet um her patient, Rebecca, where she's at and help support her based on Rebecca's goals. So also a really great one to check out. Yeah, I haven't actually watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but I've heard that that therapist is portrayed in a positive way. So I definitely have to check that one out. And I would agree if I had to pick a therapist that we've covered, I would also probably go with Jamie Ryan. So I, yeah. I second your choices. Awesome. Well, I haven't seen yours, but I'm sure it, I, you know, I definitely want to check it out. It's been on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. And maybe both of these therapists will make a appearance at some point on the podcast. I am predicting so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That is really a great show. A the great whole show. That whole song they do, My Diagnosis, where she gets really excited about finally getting a diagnosis. Because I'm about to get a diagnosis. They really definitely cover mental health in a big way in that show. They do. Um, okay, the next question from a listener. Uh, what are things about therapy or mental health that you wish more cinema got right? And it's key here the person wrote cinema. So <laughs> I want you to think old of school. high quality films oh. here. <laughs> so I think for all films, movies, TV shows, this is a topic that I think we are often trying to highlight in the context of the show or movie that's currently on the couch during the session. But I think that there are maybe like two big ones I'd like to throw out there, you know, and I think we've covered this in sessions like Ratchet, for example. But going to therapy, seeking mental health treatment is not scary and it's not bad and it's not, you know, horrible, that actually it can be really helpful. And yes, there are challenges with finding the right providers and getting the resources that you need at times, um, but that if there is something that you would like to improve upon or if you are, if you do have mental health concerns, that seeking help and seeking support can be a positive thing and can be helpful. I, that's something I, I think we repeatedly really try to highlight. And I wish that that was more accurately portrayed. I wish that it wasn't always portrayed as a thing to feel ashamed of or a thing that's actually scary or a thing that will backfire. I wish that there were more positive portrayals of this person needed or wanted support and they got it and it was a helpful, positive thing. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I would add on to that that I wish that more media 
portrayed that it is very common and it is very normal to seek therapy or to seek counseling. And it doesn't always have to be for a a serious mental illness or for trauma or for, you know, some of these bigger things. But a lot of people can benefit from therapy and counseling for, you know, a whole scope of different um, presenting problems. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, this big major thing like we oftentimes see in movie TV shows, but that anyone really can benefit somehow from seeking counseling or therapy at some point in their lives. And like Dr. Sam mentioned, it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. um, And it can be very helpful. It doesn't always have to be long. It can be somewhat brief or targeted. um, And that, you know, I think we're seeing this more in some of the newer generations, this, um, you know, just more comfort and willingness to express that like, it's okay to seek mental health treatment, and it's okay to get that extra support. And I hope that trend continues. And we see that reflected more in the media, too. Yes. So if you are a movie or TV show producer, director, writer, you know, hope that you're listening and hope that you can kind of put some more of those (laughs) positive portrayals on the screen. (laughs) Um, I would say another big one that I think cinema often gets incorrect, or I think really perpetuates to the stigma or an inaccurate way of thinking about things is that people with mental health concerns or diagnoses are often portrayed as violent, and that is just not the case. Actually, we know that only about 3-5% to of violent acts can be attributed to individuals that are living with a serious mental illness, and actually, on the flip side, people with a severe mental illness are actually over 10 times more likely to be the victims of violent crime. So they're really not the perpetrators, they're the people that are at risk of being aggressed upon or attacked or having a violent crime happen to them, and I think that oftentimes in cinema, we actually see the opposite, that someone who maybe has a mental health diagnosis diagnosis is the violent perpetrator. And I just think, you know, that that is really perpetuating incorrect information and wish that cinema got that correct more often. Yeah, I agree. That one's, I think, been around for so long. Like, even if you look back <laughs> uh, with uh, producer Brandon's allusion to cinema, right, you think of like kind of like old timey, yeah. like classic films, like a lot of those portrayed perpetuated the stigma that individuals with mental health are violent or are more likely to be aggressive or be serial killers or, you know, all these different things. And that's just not true and unfortunately has created a lot of stigma around mental health and people with mental illness. The only other one I would add is, I mean, I feel like we say this time and time again, I feel like hopefully our (laughs) listeners know this already, but therapists do not always fall in love or have sexual intercourse with their patients. Like that is just not something that happens as often as is portrayed in TV shows and movies. It is something that almost immediately turns me off of a TV show or movie Mm -hmm. if I'm watching it and I'm like, can tell it's going down this route that the therapist is going to have a romantic relationship with their client. Um, Of course, like anything, this does happen unfortunately sometimes in real life but definitely not as often as we see it portrayed um, in the media yes that is the one that i also get very discouraged by you know i think it goes along with our first point you know of portraying therapy in a safe and supportive environment and you know i think we had dr low on recently or you know she called it hollywood magic we talk about how just you know hollywood is very hyperbolic but this just seems to be a very common misportrayal probably for the sake of entertainment, but just very inaccurate overall. (laughs) Yeah, we could probably go on and on about all the different ways that TV and movies could get things right, but we will stop there for today. Exactly. And if you have more questions about that, just listen to the rest of the sessions and we'll point out the specific ones in each movie and show. And we will continue to highlight these in our pH don'ts. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, stories of people who have simple anxiety, depression, and then go to a therapist and it's solved in a couple sessions is not really uh, a script that a lot of people are going to jump on. So they want those salacious stories, I guess. Maybe they should be. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll get into writing screenplays from Freudian Scripts Productions. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, the next question from a listener. What recommendations would you offer to writers, directors, producers of TV shows and movies that include psychological themes? So this listener is wanting to know what movie are we going to make it for you, Scripps? <laughs> I think that this is such a great question because, you know, we do try to highlight these inaccurate portrayals and we try to kind of point out how things, you know, might be if they were portrayed in a more accurate way. So what can these people do about it? And I think, you know, that um, I don't know if I can solve it all at once or Dr. Fran and I can solve it all at once. But I think one of the biggest things, and we typically try to highlight this when it comes up, and I don't think it comes up as often as it is needed, is for writers, directors, producers to really consult with or work in tandem with people from the mental health field. So, you know, therapists, psychologists, whoever the case may be, but really kind of seeking out those experts and getting their opinion, getting their guidance on on certain factors or certain things that they're hoping to portray or that they're wanting to show. And we know that this does happen. I think it just needs to happen maybe more systematically and on a greater scale. And we also talk often about the types of people that are being portrayed. I think that them being also allowed to have a voice and a seat at the table um, to give information and guidance is important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we got another listener question that was related about are there ways for psychologists to advocate for better representation in TV shows and movies? And I love these two questions together because it's not just a one-way street from the directors, producers, writers reaching out to psychologists or mental health providers to get their, you know, um, expertise and representation, but also on our part as psychologists to be advocating and, you know, providing our, you know, reaching out and offering our services or, you know, being able to consult and having the space to do that, um, you know, it has to kind of go both ways in in that sense. And I love that Dr. Sam, you know, we're broken records with this, but also highlighting the use <laughs> of media representation as being super important. Um, and I think there's this impression or this assumption that, you know, that we have to have this, like Dr. like producer Brandon said, a salacious storyline for people to really get interested. But I think we've also seen that there are ways that we can portray mental health in a more normalized fashion or less stigmatized fashion. Mm-hmm. And it still is very successful. And people still do want to watch it maybe because they do see themselves in the characters or they see people like them being represented in TV shows and movies and it doesn't always have to be this Hollywood magic or this really exaggerated portrayal and I think we're seeing that a little bit more and again I hope that type of trend continues and gets better. Yes, I definitely agree with everything that Dr. Fran mentioned. And if you are one of these like writers, directors, producers, and you are interested, Dr. Fran and I are available for consultation. (laughs) Um, But otherwise, kind of along the lines of that advocacy piece, I do want to highlight that oftentimes psychologists and um, other mental health providers, they can be a part of national and even more regional um, professional associations. And oftentimes those psychologists will then band together for certain causes to advocate. So I know more recently there have been psychologists that have come together to advocate, to write letters, to inform, provide resources, even to people like journalists that are writing about and portraying in that medium um, Mm -hmm. things that pertain to mental health. Um, So I think that there are these types of efforts that are occurring. And just like Dr. Fran mentioned, just hoping that it continues in that positive trend. All right. Next question from a listener. This one's taking it back a little bit. Uh, (laughs) What was your favorite psychology course that you took in undergrad and why? I'll throw a little Easter egg in here. Dr. Sam and I actually went to the same undergrad. True. And if you want to try to do be sleuthy and figure out where, you can go back to our couples retreat episode for an extra hint. Oh, that's very sneaky, Dr. Brand. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and jump in with this one. Um, Dr. Sam and I made sure we picked different courses since we did take some of the same courses in our undergrad. <laughs> um, but the one that really sticks out to me and I think actually fits perfectly with the podcast is – 
forensic psychology. Um, For those of you who have been with us since the beginning or have listened to our early episodes, I mentioned that I got into psychology because I wanted to study forensic psychology, become, you know, Dr. Reed on criminal minds. That was my kind of dream job at the time. Um, And I think part of it was because of this course. And something that they actually did as part of this course was have us watch movies and diagnose the characters Hmm. um, based on different, um, like, we watched uh, American History X and Primal Fear, which are movies I had not seen before. um, But that was actually our assignments for the class was to watch these shows and write up a paper diagnosis and talking about forensic psychology within the context of those films. So I just love how that like kind of full circle ties into like an interest I've always had, but also you doing it in a very unique and fun way that's very engaging and is kind of what I'm still doing in my spare time. That is awesome. And I will say, Dr. Fran, I did not take that class in undergrad, so I'm pretty uh, envious of that. Um, I, I will say, actually, that my favorite undergrad psychology course is called, or was called, Abnormal Psychology. So I will say I don't love the name. I don't like referring to things as abnormal, necessarily. Um, but Abnormal Psychology is a class that really studies the psychology related to unusual patterns of behaviors, emotions, and thoughts. So it's one of the first early courses where you actually learn about various mental health diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, the reason why the class stands out as one of my favorites and is very impactful is kind of twofold. So the first one, the professor. I remember him, and I actually have been in contact with him um, more recently as well. But he was just so passionate about his work. He was very engaging. Um, I thought that he was just like such a great professor. I learned so much, and I looked forward to going to that class. And then the second thing is, in undergraduate, I actually had long planned to go more of the physician route and was pre-med and taking those types of courses. And so when I took abnormal psychology kind of as an extra class, sounded interesting, wanted to check it out. It really shifted my career goals and my passion towards psychology. So this was really one of the first classes I took where I was like, oh, well, psychology is really interesting. I'm really, you know, I am really passionate about the study of like human behavior and emotion and thought and helping people in that way. And so that's really where I shifted to, you know, deciding to go to graduate school and pursue a PhD in clinical psychology instead. So it was a pretty impactful course in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I would say abnormal psychology is probably a very common one that people who end up being psychologists probably enjoyed to some extent or found very interesting. (laughs) I actually, fun fact, when my abnormal class that I took, I don't think we took it at the same time, but it might have been the same professor. We had to write a term paper and I wrote mine about dissociative identity disorder. Oh, interesting. And I talked about Fight Club in my my undergrad paper. And I remember being so proud of it because I used this whole (laughs) theme of like, we don't talk about... dissociative identity disorder or the first rule of dissociative identity disorder is and then I like listed the psychological criteria and I thought it was so clever at the time (laughs) that is cute but look all roads were just leading us to Freudian scripts Dr. Fran (laughs) it was destined to be yeah very creative I like that Dr. Fran All right, this next question from a listener, I think might have come from my own brain. Uh, How do you manage to work in the psychology field and run Freudian scripts in your spare time, including mentally? How do you balance work college and hobbies that are related to emotionally heavy topics? I think this is a good question and kind of gets at two pieces. So one, how do we manage to have a full-time job and do all the other things we might be doing in our spare time and run the Freudian Scripts podcast? And then also like for our listeners who might be engaging in heavy topics, you know, how are ways that we can balance, you know, dealing with some of these heavy topics that come along with working in the mental health field and be able to kind of take a break from those things at times. Dr. Sam, do you want to jump in with any ways that you try 
try to manage this? Well, you know, I agree. I think it is just an interesting question. I know Dr. Fran and I, we both actually do research and clinical work as part of our careers. And so sometimes I even think of my, like, you know, my quote unquote job as being almost two jobs in that sense, and then adding the podcast. So I think, you know, this will really differ based on the individual. You know, there are differences in what people might kind of define or might feel is a quote unquote like heavy emotionally topic for them. And that will be different for different people. So I think, you know, but overall in the mental health field, you are going to be hearing about a lot of things that could be emotionally difficult. And especially, you know, a lot of times we're in this line of work because we are passionate and we care about people and we're wanting to help them. And there are obviously challenges related to that as well. So I think it's really kind of getting a sense of what being able to identify what might be those emotionally kind of heavier topics for you. And then on the opposite side, which kind of thing, what kind of things are less heavy and really kind of striking that balance. So for example, myself, I am an avid tennis player. I like to go on walks and runs. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever, if he's ever made a um, debut on the podcast, but I do have a dog and he often tries to bark and get in on the podcast. But I think producer Brandon usually edits him out. So I like to spend time with him and go on walks in that way. And then just spending time with friends. So I think like in the spare time that I do have, it's really trying to find that balance of doing things that I enjoy and are a little bit less heavy for me. What about you, Dr. Fran? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of those things. I also definitely noticed that the content of TV shows and movies that I watch really reflects where I am mentally at that time. Um, so, for example, like recently I've been watching Handmaid's Tale, which is a very heavy, dark show. Um, and I'm able to do yes. that right now because like professionally and like personally, I'm like doing all right. I can like handle this kind of mm -hmm. darker themes in the TV shows that I'm watching. However, like at other times, like I always have on deck like a few of my like favorite, like heartwarming TV shows for when I'm like just mm -hmm. in that kind of darker place mentally or I just need I just don't want to be in that place also outside where I'm trying to escape that right um so for me yeah. like Great British Baking Show is always like on deck I always try to save a few episodes for just like when I need that little boost um and Queer Eye is another one that just always like gives puts a smile on my face and makes me feel really good so I always just have a few shows that I have kind of on standby for when I just need to kind of get out of that that darker place that maybe some TV shows and movies take us to Dr. Sam and I both do enjoy kind of like thrillers or, you know, crime shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there might be a time and a place that maybe I'm not in a, a mental space where I want to watch that. Or um, like Dr. Sam mentioned, like for different people, that heaviness might come from different content areas. Exactly. I think, you know, it kind of depends on your taste. I 100% agree with Dr. Fran, kind of depending on where I am at, what might be more enjoyable versus heavy. I will say, and this might be like a hot take or I don't know what it means. We don't have to get into that. But true crime, or not true crime necessarily, because true crime is a little heavier, but more of those like TV shows that are about crime. They're not like real crime stories, but maybe they're about like catching a serial killer. They're kind of those formulaic like cop slash crime type TV shows. Those to me like kind of aren't as heavy because I know that it's fake and I know mm -hmm. it's pretty predictable, but I still find it like enjoyable to try to solve the crime. And so those are often like a kind of background show and they aren't as heavy for me. So I think it, but it, it can definitely depend on what you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think for those in the mental health field, people develop different ways of almost like that way of trying to leave work at work, right? Of not necessarily compartmentalizing, but it can be really challenging if you're working with really heavy topics all day, depending on the client population that you're working with, you know, how your clients are doing at that time. Yes. It can be really challenging, of course, if you have people who are struggling to not take some of that home with you mentally and to be thinking about it and ruminating on it. So I think every 
every person in the mental health field tries to come up with their own ways. I like Dr. Sam, you mentioned like other ways that you relieve stress or do things outside of just watching TV shows and movies. It's not all that we do (laughs) in our spare time. Um, I think similarly, yes, I love spending time outdoors, being active, um, traveling or spending time with friends or loved ones and family. Um, And even in a way, sometimes I feel like this podcast is a little bit of an escape for us in terms of Dr. Sam and I get to connect and spend time together and talk about something that we're passionate about. And typically, we're covering it in a more light, fun way, um, even though we are sometimes covering like heavier topics. Yes, I agree with all of that. And I think it really does mirror, you know, so for example, in my clinical work, I'm often working with children that are chronically ill. And so that is something, you know, I'm not really coming home and watching shows and movies about that all of the time, because that does relate too much to my work. Um, And so I think that that's important. But yeah, just having those outlets, kind of finding that balance, I think specifically related to just the finding time part. um, We alluded to that being a challenge overall. But one of the things I think Dr. Fran and I have really tried to implement is just being very um, having a schedule, you know, so we try to keep things very regimented. We always make a plan, you know, to the best that we can. Of course, things come up. But I think that helps with also that that balance of just knowing like, when do we have to watch the show or movie by? When are we going to record? When are we going to launch? And really um, kind of parsing out our schedule and day related to that to making sure that we're able to fit it in and find time for it. Yeah. And I would also add on the flip side, sometimes giving ourselves the grace and the flexibility to maybe shift things a week if we have something going on that is maybe leading. So it's harder for us to find a time that we can both meet to record or things get pushed back. And we appreciate our listeners being patient and understanding um, because we're people too. And so we try to stick to our schedule and plan as much as possible. And things happen sometimes. Exactly. I think our listeners are aware, but still stick with us. So thank you. And so I will say and. Uh, producer Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had such great enthusiasm for submitting questions. So we actually do have a fair amount more. I think for today, those will be the ones that we will cover, but stay tuned because we will be able to answer more of these questions and feature them in future mini sessions and episodes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, listeners, for submitting those questions. We're excited to bring some of them back in the future. Um, But something we did want to kind of reflect back on as we look back on our last year of producing this podcast is one of our most favorite and popular recurring segments, which is our PH Don'ts. Um, This was something that we implemented from the beginning, and I'm so glad that we did. I can't even remember who came up with the name of it. Um, but I did. I came up with the name of it. (laughs) Producer Brandon, of course. (laughs) Um, And, you know, while we use use the PH don't segment to make light of the way mental health providers are portrayed in the media. The point of the segment really is like we've been talking about so far today to highlight the ways that psychology is most commonly portrayed and inaccurately portrayed. And so on that note, here are some of our favorite PH don'ts from the past year. This is not a safe place. Sorry. Are you you gonna like keep touching me like that? That guy is a total loon. But I cannot talk about my clients. I cannot talk about my clients. Oh, that's it. Great, great job, everybody. Thank you. Should we just go, th- go for it? Yeah, go for it. You can start. Don't smoke weed during your sessions. Don't talk about chinchilla and bat fellatio with your clients. Don't keep your patients in dungeon prison-like cells. Don't drink alcohol and yell profanities with your patient at a tailgate. Or anywhere else, please. Also, don't get into a physical brawl with your patient. Don't choke your patient. Please, guys, don't choke your patients. <laughs> no one should be choking their patient. <laughs> don't let your patients wander around the woods, climb on treacherous cliffs, blow up cars, go swimming in rocky waters, or beat up a guard during a hurricane. Don't tell your patient that they are metaphorically snapping a puppy's neck. Don't kidnap your patient, 
recreate their trauma by locking them in a closet, and then be murdered by them. Don't call yourself a therapist when you're actually a 16-year-old boy. Don't threaten to call an adult patient's mother, who is your old friend, to tell on him. Don't allow your patient to tranquilize you. Don't make out or have sex with your patients and then help them escape from the hospital, no matter how cute they are. Do not be bribed into letting your patient throw a party with booze and women. Don't let your patients smother other patients in their beds. Don't murder your patients. That's not good. Don't provide equine therapy to your romantic partner's daughter. Please don't buy patients a thong or provide your patient, especially if they're a minor, with alcohol. We'll say it once and we will say it many times in the future. Do not sleep with your patients. Please don't slow dance with your patient in a parking lot or anywhere for that matter. Do not fantasize about your patient. Even if they sound like a combination between Fergie and Jesus. Do not date your patient. Even if he rocks the hell out of that pirate hat. And please don't put your patients in shark-infested waters. All right. So as we are nearing the end of today's celebratory session, we wanted to bring attention to something that our Freudian scripters might not all be aware of. So if you don't always listen to the very end of our sessions, you may have been missing little surprises that we leave for you courtesy of producer Brandon. So let's give a little listen to them now and be sure to listen to the end of our future sessions to hear these little surprises. Can't sit with us. So fetch. <laughs> da <hoo-dor. laughs> Don't tell mama. <laughs> That's a creepy one, isn't it? It just came to me. <laughs> Checkmate. Your pleasurable TV preferences. Sub that in. <laughs> Can you take Your out favorite TV shows? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with pleasurable. <laughs> this is going to be on the end for sure. Okay. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. It's a wrap. <laughs> a woman doctor. Isn't that incredible? Awesome. Well, as we wrap things up and reflect on our episodes over the last year, we're super excited to continue bringing episodes to you, but we're also excited to be changing things up a bit for some of our future sessions. So we're planning to continue to release episodes covering psychological portrayals and popular movie and TV shows as we've been doing, but we're also super excited that we'll be introducing some new mini session formats. So this might be sessions where we follow up on old topics that we've covered. Um, like Dr. Sam's alluding to maybe if a new, um, if a new season of a show comes out, we might kind of do a booster session as we call it on that. And also maybe to cover shorter, more current content that might be coming out that maybe doesn't warrant a four full hour episode. Um, but something that we still want to make sure is covered on the couch. We think that these new mini sessions are going to be super exciting and really interesting and cool. So we're excited to see how you all um, enjoy them or what you like about them or what you think about them. So we don't want to spoil everything. But just as a teaser, our new mini sessions are going to be of different types, including booster sessions, second opinions, and real rounds. We hope you're as excited as we are to check them out. So, you know, keep your eyes open, check out our social media, and Check them out soon to see what they're all about. Thank you again so much to our listeners and to producer Brandon and to Dr. Sam, um, to everyone for really making this episode and Freudian scripts for the entire year so, so fun and so successful. We really, really hope um, that listeners have enjoyed this episode today and other episodes we've done. And we really hope that you all will reach out to us on social media or our email or in any ways that you want to just to share with us things that you've liked so far, things that we could do differently, things that you would like us to cover in the future. Um, we're really open to feedback and 
wanting to really, you know, cover content that's enjoyable for you all. So please reach out with suggestions um, and ideas that you have too. Yes, please do. As you saw from today's session, we really love the questions that you get. We also love the ideas. A lot of the shows and movies that we do cover come from you all answering the polls or just sending us ideas. So please keep it coming. Thank you so much for listening for the past year. We've had a blast and we've loved celebrating today. Um, and Dr. Fran, producer Brandon, that it has just been such a great honor to work with you all. And I'm excited to have future sessions. Yes, thank you to the listeners as well. Thank you so much. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. We still have stickers. Yes, so as always, please subscribe, rate, and review and get your sticker. <laughs> I think time's up. See you next session. We'd like to thank our producer, Brandon. That's me, creative director, Eric, and webmaster, Don. And most of all, producer, Brandon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we did it. <laughs>